0: I did promise to spend some time talking about Bible translations, and I just want to do that as quickly as I can. When we say we believe that the Bible is given us by God, it's God-breathed. Remember 2 Timothy 3.16. Classic term is the inspiration of the Bible. We're referring to those original documents. You don't have those documents. You have a translation of manuscripts that go back almost to the church fathers. And so you have a very reliable translation, but Paul didn't write in English. And for those of you that grew up with it, Paul didn't write in King James either. But old phrase, if the King James is good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. Paul wrote in Koine Greek. So any translation is most often honest people with high integrity, with all the knowledge and resources they can, trying to give us the best representation of the original text as possible. Now, that's a challenge because the Greek language is very complex, very colorful. There are five or six words for our single word love, for instance. So, translators make certain choices, and there are two basic approaches. They either opt towards one predominantly or try to do a blend of both. One choice is to try as best as possible Where is that coming from? (laughs) Have you ever felt lonely? (laughs) All alone out there in the cruel world. You have a friend at the journey. (laughs) This message brought to you by the Ad Council. (laughs) One approach is to try to do as much the word-for-word translation as you can. Uh, The problem is, if you did it exactly for what it means, you'd have what's called the Amplified Bible, which, by the way, you can buy. It's a great resource, the Amplified Bible. It's hard to read because they take the key words and give you every possible nuance of it. So it's not a very readable translation, but it's really good for trying to get the word for word. But the Greek language is bigger than word for word. There's thought by thought that also have to be translated. So when you hear uh, someone that says, well, this is the most literal translation of the Bible, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best translation. It means they've chosen to try to give you a word for word, which may leave you actually lost in terms of the original intent. There's thoughts that have to come through. If you go back to that resource on the notes last week, you'll see I actually explain the different good translations that are out there. Some are biased towards the literal, like the New American Standard, which is an excellent study. Some are biased towards what's called an open or a thought-by-thought. That's the New Living Translation. Um, That's more thought-for-thought. The reason why I really like the NIV is because they worked very hard to try to find the balance, to pay attention to the word-for-word, but then also to communicate the thought-for-thought. All of these were done by people who love scripture. Maybe they came from various points of view, but they were in no way attempting to slant it for propaganda. What they really wanted to do was to represent this great book as best as it can. I want to talk just for a quick minute about the King James Bible. There are whole circles out there that believe the King James is the only reliable translation. In fact, you will find if you go on certain websites that some actually believe that the inspiration of the Bible carries into the translating work that was done in the 16th century, which to me is when good sound theology turns into superstition. It's ridiculous. Let me just call it what it is. It did not have the depth of manuscripts that we have now. Those who want to argue the view that the King James is the only version will say, yeah, but they were the best manuscripts. The one we have now are corrupted. That's just not true. It's not true. We have better manuscripts. There are Very minor differences between manuscript to manuscript, but none of those change any fact of the Bible, any significant teaching, any doctrine. And it's important that you understand that. The King James is no longer the best translation, simply because it's Old English. There are terms in the King James Bible that are no longer true. We are a peculiar people, it says, for instance. There's a simple one. And I I grew up thinking Christians were pretty peculiar, but that word doesn't mean peculiar in the way we think of peculiar today, archaic language. And ironically, the King James Bible was written in order to bring the ancient Bible into, listen to me, modern language of its day. It was just a forerunner to what we now do actually better because we know more about the original languages We understand ancient Greek and Hebrew much better than they did four centuries ago. We have more trustworthy translations. Now, people will say, well, well, then why is it called the authorized version? It was authorized because King James approved of it. Now, this is something that the King James-only people won't tell you. King James was a pretty dark guy. His whole decision to do the King James Version was political. The Puritans had come up with a very good translation of the Bible called the Geneva Bible which accurately translated certain things to help people read it and say, wow, there's something wrong with the ecclesiastical nature of the Roman church. And King James didn't like that. So King James actually commissioned it with specific instructions that when they had a choice of translation, that they translated the text in such a way that it affirmed the priesthood And that it affirmed the ecclesiastical structure of the Roman church, which the Church of England was also. So the King James Version is not a version that is unbiased. It was biased. And the people that we use as our spiritual heritage, the Puritans, the Reformers, never used it. They continued to use the Geneva Bible. The first Christians that came over here to establish religious freedom used the Geneva Bible, not the King James Version. We think the word authorized means it's the one that God likes or, or some church person. No, King James authorized it. See, that's not to say it's not a good translation. It stood up for a long time. But this is where Christians really get a bad, I mean, like we check our brains at the door. Fact is, you want a good translation. Because our goal is to hear as best as we can what God meant to say. So that's probably the strongest I've ever spoken about the King James Version, but I just feel like, uh, you know, we give people a pass who are just not doing honor to the Word of God by professing certain things. I think it's shameful, and that's the facts. God gave us the Bible. We're supposed to rightly handle it, and that has a lot to do with how we translate it, but also through that, how we hear it and apply it to our lives.